Well, hello everyone and welcome to GG in the 561. This is Pam here on the scene with Gary. Gary is here. <laughs> Good morning, Pam. Good morning, Gary. Um, it's Sunday and I will be making German pancakes soon. Ooh, I can't wait. We do love our Sunday brunches. Yes, we do. And I love your German pancakes. Uh, many people call them Dutch babies. Um, and... Um, I do miss going out to brunch, but during the pandemic, we begin to do our own brunches here, and we've just never gotten back out too much to, to, to go out. Um, one reason, we can't really find uh, a place that um, doesn't overcook eggs, um, a place that, that undercooks potatoes, that, that really knows how to make, <clears throat> excuse me, breakfast potatoes where you actually have flavor in it so um, it's just easier to, to to you know to do it here and it is easier and like you say i mean the the um trying to get the same kind of quality or taste is not that easy it's it's really not it's like please don't kill the potato <laughs> give the potato a chance to to breathe into the spices. I don't know. I don't know. Um, I guess I'm too picky about that. So Dutch Babies coming out. The first time I had Dutch Babies was in Fort Worth, Texas at a place called the Old South Pancake House. It's very old. And my aunt and uncle, uh, who were like my parents, I missed them so very much. I had it there with them. And um, although the Old South, it's on University Drive, for people in Fort Worth, Texas, near TCU. Um, it's clunky, but they do a good breakfast. No, they do an excellent breakfast. They do. And it's open, or it was, who knows now, but it was, we haven't been living in Texas in 20 years, practically. Um, uh, it was open all the time. So even after events, you could go there and have food. And so that was really fun. So um, I will be making Dutch babies very, oh, very shortly. I'm ready for that. A um, couple of things uh, I want to talk about. Then I want to talk about when it's time to purge things. One, uh, just this morning drinking coffee very early this morning, scrolling through um, for stories. Whole big story on the things, you know, Bravo, which used to be a good station that I liked. Now it carries all of these, you know, and I'm using air quotes, housewives. I think that that term is unbelievably outdated and old-fashioned and offensive. Um, the wife to the house, what? So I find that a very offensive term. Yeah, I agree. I think that is extremely outdated mm -hmm. and needs to be retired. I and And I will say now, I have not watched any of these shows because why in the world would you and, and and what i read a lot of it is fake it's scripted it's not it's not reality but why would you want to watch these vapid women argue with each other i don't enjoy arguing i like harmony i like <laughs> you know um I, I i that's not entertainment to me but i you know again like i always say no judgment but what i read about the, the 50 rules, and I won't go over them, but the 50 rules that these women have to abide by. And the more I read, <laughs> oh, well, you know, they're making money on this. They're laughing all the way to the bank, these women. But 
um, it's absurd to say the things they have to abide by. It's absurd. And some of the, uh, the things they actually have to pay for themselves, some of the, some of the things they do, but, um, it's just asinine. It's the, the, the things they make them agree to. Everything is an open book. Even your private conversations, they can air if they want. Um, why why do people do it even for money you know i mean why would you willingly abide by that for all of those months a little bit if you want to come in and let's do a little bit of it you know maybe but all those months i i just i don't understand why you would do it except for money and fame and the endorsements that you can get blah blah but why people enjoy watching that is a bigger question. I, I don't know. Well, I think that's the question. I mean, these people all want their 15 minutes yeah. of notoriety. Yeah. And, and like we were talking about yesterday, social media has created this huge monster because no matter how vapid or ignorant you may be, you have a platform and people can, can really listen to what you have to say, even though you're misinformed and totally clueless well like social media it's become a a a monster that can't has to be fed constantly Mm -hmm. and you know it takes all this you know craziness from the world and just dumps it in there every day and there's no filters you know as everybody is just uh and then some of these shows are kind of an extension of social media yeah Except these people get paid for it, and it's scripted. Yeah, these uh, one of the requirements is they have to keep a blog. It's like, oh, oh, those ought to be rich. Oh yeah. Um, I do hope we get to the day where people begin to to put down the devices a little bit, and embrace, look up. In other words, look up in, into um, the real world and and um, embrace something besides being on your device 24 seven. Um, I am on mine. Yeah. I, I podcast studies, but I'm also off of it a lot as well. So, um, another article that really caught my attention and I grabbed it. I, I saved the link to it because it was like the oldest thing in the world was about manners. Um, trying to, you know, help people. We've talked about etiquette and manners many times on the podcast, but um, some of these things you just are very sad, I think, that we have lost this civility and gentility in the world. Not only are we now, we never know when we're going to get accosted uh, by people in public, literally assaulted, um, and verbally abused, but the, 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 the old kindnesses are, are, are leaving, you know, like letting someone go in front of you in a line or letting them into traffic or holding the door for the people behind you. Just really simple little things. Thank you, please. Um, kindness and gentility. And it's, and it's, and as I read through that, these are the things that you and I were raised on. And yet, we're seeing them evaporate before our very eyes. Yeah, they just, you know, uh, things that, that 
were instilled in people like, you know, when we were growing up, mm -hmm. that this is the correct way to behave mm -hmm. in public. Yeah. Uh, suddenly all bets are off, yeah. you know, it's like, well, pretty much do whatever you want to do. It's, it's Thunderdome, yeah. no rules. It's like one of them, one of them was to, um, when you enter a room, speak to everyone in the room. It's like, you have to be told to do that, even if you don't know everyone in the room. And maybe they're maybe they are not maybe you're entering into a, a, a room where people may or may not like you. Um, still, acknowledgement of hello everyone is what I do. Hello everyone, you know if I don't know names. Um, it's like, what do you do? You walk in a room and look at people and they look at you in, in silence. I mean, yeah, I guess. Yeah, it's getting to that point, and then it, and then suddenly, if you think you're doing the right thing, they look at you crossways, like, well, what are you doing? That's you know? very true. People, people do judge you harshly. I mean, I've said that uh, about me in particular before. Um, I am very expressive. Um, speak with passion, and people really misinterpret my meanings. So it's like, and then I hear about it later through the grapevine. It's not that they're going to say it to my face. No. But I hear about it. Well, wow, she, she's real. I mean, the the funniest one to me was when I was at the Dallas Morning News and I had to meet with a lot of people every day. It was nonstop. And after one uh, really important sponsorship meeting where we were discussing what the uh, uh, you know between the the, the the paper and the grip, uh, what would work out. Um, Later, someone tell me, and, and they will always tell you. There will always be someone who'll say, and I think, why do they do it to be catty themselves? I don't know. I can't. I can't explain that. But, um, but this one really floored me. It wasn't that you're really serious, you're really hateful, you're really bitchy. You know, there's none of that because I wasn't. So that really couldn't have been said honestly. But when does that ever stop people? But her her complaint about me. I was all business, and she just, you know, and this was a guy telling me, he's like, well, here's what he said, he said to her, well, what should she have been in a business <laughs> meeting? I mean, we got the biggest laugh about that. That was the one that, well, it stuck with me, will always bore me of all the, the back chat, the backstabbing and stuff that I've endured. Um, that was the, the funniest that I was how dare I be all business in a business <laughs> meeting? Oh, um, no, that's a new one. That was that was my best. You've heard yeah. that. It's been a long time since you knew that that was said. Yeah. Me. But yesterday, you know, there are times in life, and I also read an article recently about addressing people who keep heirlooms and who keep things. It's like get rid of them. <laughs> no one cares. So if you don't really love something. And you're keeping it that someone else on down the road may care. Don't get rid of it. Just do yourself a favor and, and get rid of it. And uh, it was kind of a passage yesterday in a way because our granddaughter is getting older. She'll be nine next month. And we have packed her, her it's a, a piece of furniture, ottoman in the living room, for years. <laughs> it's packed. Yeah. Um, and... As she is growing up and does, she uses the device a lot. She likes, like all kids. Um, it was time. It's like let's let's uh, let's empty this. It was years and years of trying to save this stuff that 
it was time for it to go. And it went. <laughs> it did. It went. Yeah, it was. Um, and so uh, that was, uh, it's hard, I think, when you have children and or grandchildren and you, you want to save stuff for them. And But then you realize, like the, like the article, if, you don't, if it doesn't mean something to you, get rid of it. Get rid of it. Same thing with your clothes. I had uh, things packed t- together for her for a very long time. All of that went, and um, it, and it's hard, you know, to do that. It's not easy. It's not easy. I have trouble purging my own things that I wear because I I love everything I have or I wouldn't have it. But there comes a point when your closet rebels and says, "We don't love you, so you got to do something." Well, and just like with kids, I mean, they outgrow clothes. They just they outgrow toys. They mm-hmm. outgrow things. Yeah. That, you know, this was fun and meaningful at this age, and now not so much. Yeah, they move on, <clears throat> and they may think about it later. I do. I, I and now I do have. I am. I am sentimental. That's my problem, but I'm trying to get over that. I'm trying to. I really am. Uh, but I do have some things from my childhood that that I'm really glad my mom uh, bothered to keep, and I've lost a lot of things as we've moved accidentally that I really treasured. One was Timmy Turtle, and I think we left it in storage in, in Tampa, and some other toys that I treasured and my mother kept. But they're gone, and it was time, and that's really the way I feel. It's like there comes a time. It's a, it's time yeah. um, for these things to, to change, and it's it's a new day. It's a, it's a new day. And, and as hard as it is, yeah. it is. You do a better job, I think, of, of, of that. You really do. You keep... You don't, uh, you're not, you're, you're very sentimental in so many ways. Very loving, kind, gen- gentle person. But you're not sentimental in the same way about things. You're, you're okay to let them go. And, and... Yeah, I, I've kept on to certain things like, you know, my camera mm-hmm. that I had way back in the day. And right. My, uh, the gear shift off my MGB, but things that have meaning really for both of us. Yeah. So, uh, you know, I like to have those objects, but yeah. generally, yeah, you know, it's... But so if things <clears> like your, you know, the shirts in your closet and... Yeah, well, <laughs> you know, I've, I've got I've, my wedding shirt. I've, well, <laughs> you know, you, that's what I said. You are, you are sentimental, but you just don't take it to any extreme. No. And no. I'm trying to not do that. It's like... You can't hold on, like we can't hold on to our granddaughter's childhood by <laughs> keeping these things that she loved and played with. It's time, you know. She's moving on. and, and uh, Well, what you find out is that these things that you're sentimental about, you know, if you keep holding on to them, they become anchors. They do. <clears throat> oh, they really, and my sister and I talked about that a great deal after we lost our parents. And there were so many things. It's like... And we both tried so hard to keep way too much stuff, and we would try to display different things. And and then one day, we were having a conversation, and we decided, you know what, it's okay. It doesn't mean anything less to let it go, to just, you know, put it, you know, literally put it in the trash. Um, it doesn't change what we have in our heart and our minds. Those things are there, and, and it's the same. It's like in life. Those things are there. Yeah, that's what I was going to say. I mean, all those really special moments and memories are in your heart. They are. They <clears> really are. And so it felt good. It was, like I said, it was a passage of sorts. Like 
these are things mm-hmm. that no longer apply to our granddaughter. And it's, you know, it's, it's way, it yeah. really way past time. You know, acknowledge that she's growing up. Yeah. And, no. and uh, she's moving on to other interests. I mean, it's, it's, it's inevitable. It's, it's the way of life. It's a cycle of life. It is. It really is. That kaleidoscope. It, it keeps turning. <laughs> it keeps turning. Yeah. And, and thankfully, um, a dear friend of ours, two friends, a couple that we met very early on in our, in our marriage, um, work colleagues, uh, and but then friends through the years and we're still in touch with them very much so you lose touch a bit during the the years of children being small and everyone going in different directions but it's funny true friends you come back it's like we're still here after all these living life with our children being in touch a little bit but now we're here and we're and we're back in touch but one of the things for my baby shower for Brandon that uh, they gave this beautiful gift, but one of the small things they gave that I read and, and really used as a Bible was the Dr. Spock book. Dr. Spock, not Mr. Spock. <laughs> Star Trek. But the doctor, the, the, the doctor who guided parents on raising children. And one of the things that just stuck with me as a young person about to, to have uh, my only child um, was to you know do all of these things for the well-being of your child. Be a responsible parent. And we both took that very seriously as well. But at the same time, have your own life. Never let go of your life as the couple conceived who's conceived this child in love. Keep that love, keep that keep that life. As a couple, it is so important because, whether you think it or not, they grow up and go away from you. And if you don't have still your life as a couple, suddenly you have no life because your entire life was built around your child. And yes, that is the focus. That is the focal point of being a parent is the well-being of the child. And we did the braces twice. We did, you know, everything, everything, everything that we thought. You don't, even with this manual, you still make a ton of mistakes. And you're a human and you act accordingly. And you look back and go, oh, could have done that, different, blah, blah. But I could have done things during a week ago as well. So that applies to human beings living life every day. But suddenly, if you don't maintain your loving relationship, the reason you got married in the first place, the reason you wanted to have a child together between the two, and and you focus only on their life, you live their life. You don't, first of all, you don't give them freedom to live their life because you're clutching onto them for dear life. Um, You wake up, they're gone, and you look at the other person, and they're a stranger, and they're a stranger. And we we took that to heart, and I think we still do to this day, even though we've, we take being grandparents to, sure. to our only granddaughter uh, to heart, but at the end of the day, at the end of the day, as, as couples, you know, married people, um, you, keep, you keep that light going strong, and 
So that's why the purges and the things like this become, you know, easy because of that continued light that you share. I, and and I really thank them for that little book. They, I bet if I sent her a message today and said, hey, I talked about some book you gave me. She'd go, what book? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, well. What book? That was a long time a ago. A long time ago. <laughs> yeah. But it, it was this little this little kind of side thing and and i'm sure she had they already had a child and then they had a child a, a month before we did um and but they already had a, an older child three years older and so they'd been there a little bit so they knew yeah and they're both very educated smart people to boot so there you go anyway thanks for joining me gary well it was my pleasure and uh you know, the uh, clock is ticking on the German pancake. It is. It is now 1019. <laughs> I'm looking at the clock. So yeah. brunch hour is, you know, you're all about food. So, you I know, am. I try to stretch it out a bit on Sunday. And it's I had to fight you off to keep it. <laughs> if you yeah. hear me with open one well, refrigerator. You, it's you like, know, <laughs> you, you mentioned German pancakes and, you know. I did. I well, know. and I, I do have to give credit, though, real quick, because the reason... Uh, some friends of ours sent a, they're on a, an extended road trip and they sent us a photo of them, one of them having German pancakes, Dutch baby. And so, but, oh, I haven't made that in a while. So I have to give credit to them a little bit. They kind of sparked. The, yeah, thank you for that. Yeah, exactly. So anyway, thanks everyone for being at my podcast named Gigi and the 561. I appreciate you, Gary and I do. Please visit us at NorthPalmBeachLife.com where they always rest, as well as Amazon, iTunes, Spotify, and many other platforms. We're out there if you want us to be or not. We have a YouTube channel by the same name, NorthPalmBeachLife.com. You can also find stories by Gary on All Things Cruise. You're everywhere. No, well, I try to be. <laughs> you do. So thank you, everyone. We do appreciate your support very much. Stay tuned. <laughs>